Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble. Stars and stripes of the class. Let's go, Bob. See you next year. Spider suit is tingling. Victory! Good work, soldier. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Comic Box Rumble. It is me, Kofi Smiles, your resident smile maker. Joining me, as always, are my co-host, Mr. Jack Milson. Yay. And Mr. Tom Aitchison. Hello. Mate, come on, Jack. I was, I was just thinking, Jack's this, just like, hey. This is like one of the old school ones. <laughs> yeah. this, is re this is retro Comic Box Rumble because everyone's a little bit sore, everyone's a little bit poorly, and it's all self-inflicted. So please save your sympathy for another time when we do actually genuinely need it. <laughs> I was home for 8 o'clock last night. 8 o'clock, yeah. I'm for eight pretty sure you would have continued drinking at home. I might have had one or two, yeah. One or two too many? Or no, just, just one or two. Was it an all-day thing? Yesterday. No, I was the only one drinking. Dan and Ian oh, were both I, on the Kirks. How come? Uh, Dan's, Responsibility. Dan, Dan's not drinking for the whole of September. Okay. And Ian's a dad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, yeah, I suppose so. All right, okay, fair enough. Um, I'm feeling all right, actually. Not too bad. I was driving in. I was a bit like, oh, God. But I'm actually quite excited because we've got an interesting topic for the news to cover. Yeah. And I haven't actually spoken to you guys about this yet, surprisingly, because it's massive. And for everyone sitting, there, sitting, listening, thinking, oh, my God, what could this big piece of news be? Oh, my God, oh, my God. Well, Henry Cavill is or isn't he going to be playing our Man of Steel? Now, I know Jack is not a fan of the Man of Steel films. Tom, you are? Sort of. I've still not seen Justice League yet. Well, I think Man of Steel, I loved it. I thought it was great. I came out wanting to be a better person when I saw that, and that is what Superman comics, Superman I never liked Jonathan Kent's role in that, because... Kevin Costner. Yeah. Not that I get anything against Kevin Costner. It's just the whole thing of Jonathan Kent's the one who tells Clark Kent to become the better man, whereas here in that film he's trying to get him to hide him. And I just didn't think it quite made much sense. He, kind of told, he told him in the action, isn't it? You mm. do what you can with what you have. It was like, should I let them die? And he says, maybe. I was like, no, that's not what Jonathan Kent would say. Mm. But again, that's just me. But yeah, regardless of the quality of the films, I think he was always regarded as a good Superman, wasn't he? It like, was good. Actually, he was very, very good. Well, in yeah. 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 He, was a, was he was a good Superman. He looked like Superman. He looked like you'd expect Superman to look like. He sounded like you'd expect Superman to sound. I, but I thought he had a big deal with Warner Brothers. Well, like, deals will be broken. I mean, like, look at Ben Affleck. He's pretty much out, isn't he? He's in rehab. Uh, yeah. And it's just like, is that actually going to be happening? Is he going to well, I think he has just got, like, a proper exclusive Warner Brothers deal as well where he can't go anywhere else. What, who? Affleck. He can't go anywhere else. I don't know. I know he's got huge, like, big cash. And it's... But if Henry Cavill isn't playing Superman, I was literally going to tweet from our, um, uh, our Twitter page, um... Give a movie studio a shovel and they'll dig their own grave. <laughs> yeah. That was going to be the tagline, but I was like, "Is it'll it'll sound a bit shit? We'll look stupid if that's not the case. If Cavill has left, but it just feels like it's sinking. However, if this is the case, if this is the truth, then all the rumors about Michael B. Jordan playing Superman, um, not Kal El, but F two Superman, um, who, who is black, yeah. would be um, quite interesting. Be a good choice. And I think that would be a good way to say, like, okay, this is one of the multiverses, yeah. that universe where that sort of kind of the future that we saw in Batman versus Superman, for those who have seen it, where everything sort of comes to shit, that is that universe. And we're going to move on to another one where we have these Supermans, super superheroes, but in different forms. I kind of I kind of hope that if this is true, that they use it as an opportunity to say, that's it, right? 
we'll stop with shared cinematic universe. We'll just put out films. Films now. Yeah. And we'll stop thinking too much about it. If the link, the link. If the dirt, the dirt. We'll just take it I, one by one. I would like to see Valzod. So that is a Black Superman of Earth two. I'd be. I think that's quite interesting. That's quite plausible. I mean, they could try and tie that in with the Joker movie they're doing because that's having a grown up. Well, that's having Thomas Wayne in it, isn't it? So they'll, they'll have a focus on that it, Earth two as well. Is it a younger? Thomas Wade. No, because it's Alec Baldwin. So it's going to be an he's older walked. one. He's walked. He's not part of it. Is it? He's walked from the Joker film. Has he? Yeah, yeah. He's left. So oh, right. He's gone. So this is what I'm talking about. DC movies. It's like people are coming, people are going. And I don't know if it's studio control. I don't know if it's just creative differences. These or... things happen, though. Do you think maybe Warner Brothers are just rushing to announce these things? Yeah. Yeah. Because usually, like, people come and go without even you knowing that they've been and gone from the role. Because mm. it's. People keep it all in house until it's ready yeah. to announce. Yeah. It's like DC are just out for quick wins, yeah. so they release stuff as soon as they know it. Whereas right. Marvel haven't even announced what the next Avenger well, is going to be. They've only it, announced Spider Man as the ne- as the next post. It only, it, you only have to go back what is it three years, two two year, three two three years ago where Marvel um, uh, Comic Con had this huge big thing announcing its lineup. Brie Larson is going to be our Captain Marvel Avengers. We've got Josh Brolin over here with a Thanos glove on. You know, Avengers um, Infinity War is coming. It's happening. It's in your face. You can't miss it. Wow. You know, all the comic book fans are there. Tom Holland's dressing up as Spider-Man and doing, you know, um, Tom Hilson's dressing up as Loki doing speeches. DC are like, okay, so we had a, uh, a shareholders group call and yeah. they announced all these films and Get excited, get excited, folks, because that's what we're doing. And you just got to look at the, the the parallels between the two companies, how they have so much faith, so much enthusiasm, just how much, have so much pride in the properties that they have, in the characters that they have, and they want to share that with the fans. So it's just like... Marvel must know. be more fun because you got them all doing uncredited cameos or little, like, viral videos, which probably don't get paid for, just the way... Gener- like when you had, like, the random floor with his flatmate that had nothing to do yeah. with anything. But that... That seems like you wouldn't expect to see that from Warner Brothers coming out of there, would you? Whereas Marvel thinks it's because it's a nice little fun thing to do. It sounds like Warner Brothers, or you get the impression Warner Brothers are on board themselves with a lot of it. So it's very much like they're not passionate about it. Yeah. There's no conviction. Maybe it's because it's actually doing. Warner Brothers and it's not DC who are doing yeah. the movies. Whereas yeah. with Marvel, it was. Marvel. It, Marvel films did break away from the Marvel comics. And now, granted, Marvel Studios is its own entity away from the comic side. and Because originally, the Marvel films had to report under. Marvel Comics and then after that it's now under Disney and Disney obviously seems to be a bit more I don't know I I can't say open because obviously Disney know what they're doing with franchises they know who their audience is and I think that's why Marvel's working plus Marvel obviously when it Marvel Studios when it was part of the whole Marvel um, as a Marvel Marvel Inc Marvel Marvel Publishing you've got people working on these characters who know the characters who love the characters, yeah. who respect the characters. And it's just like, that makes a world of difference. I'm like, pulling in Jeff Johns to oversee the creative works of the movies, I was like, brilliant move. He's, all his DC stuff is fantastic. It's the stuff that pulled me into reading Green Lantern. He revived a lot of the lore of what was going on in general, um, in the DC comics. And then he was also having to run everything else as well. You can't give someone like him to manage... You can't tell someone like Jeff Johns to manage these two universes equally because you can't. It's yeah. either get him to do the films or the comics. <laughs> and it's, it's you know, hats off to him, man. I wouldn't want to be in his shoes. I suppose Aquaman will be one of the... Make- well, I suppose Aquaman, the cyborg, and Flash are already in development. Are already in- well, Aquaman- Flash is like... 
That's in post-production on something. It's like constantly postponed, isn't it? Yeah, they haven't even started filming. It was supposed to be out next year. Yeah, yeah so I thought like, I thought it was in post-production now. Nothing's been nothing's been filmed. <laughs> it's it, this is the thing. It's like, what what's happening? And I just feel it's they've got some great properties, great characters, some great potential stories to tell. Don't rush it because they're going to ruin it for the fans. They're going to ruin it for the people that have spent years collecting the comic books, years, years being enthusiastic about you know these um, these superheroes and these tales, and they're just going to chain it out, and people are just going to lose faith. Sort it out, DC. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> this isn't me having bashing DC. Um, this is me. Like, it's a plea for me personally because like, I was going through some of the new Justice League stuff that I've read, some of the old things. And I was thinking. Why, why did Justice League turn out to be the film that it was? It shouldn't have been. You've got some of the biggest, this this most powerful, most kind of um, world-renowned superheroes in the world. You shouldn't be producing a film like we got. It's because they rushed it, though. Still. It was, it was I mean, I've not, I'm saying they, that, yeah. When are they going to learn? When are they going to learn? It's, they're like, I don't know, what, six films into whatever universe they've got or something like that now. And two so, Superman. Batman, yeah. Superman, Batman v oh, Superman, six, but Wonder Woman, Justice League, Aquaman, and Shazam. Shazam's going to be number six, isn't yeah. it? It's Val Zod, the Superman of Earth two. So he's the last of the Kryptonians of his universe and the second to the mantle of Superman. He actually exists in the Earth of Thomas Wayne Batman. Yeah. So he's Flashpoint. He exists in the Flashpoint universe, mm. which because Earth two work. then went after the Convergence. Did it? Well, that was well, that was one of the whole things I wanted to try and do was that. Well, the whole thing about Converge was trying to tie up loose ends and oh, everything well, else, then. but it was just so poorly done. Yeah. Oh, right. Anyways, yes. we'll see. We'll see what happens. Michael B. Jordan for uh, Valzod. Henry Cavill's still in it, which I would like. I'd like both, but I really would just like to see them do more with the current roster we have. I really want to see more Ben Affleck, Batman, because I thought it was fucking great, to be fair. Um, anyway, DC, I have faith in your characters just... You know, do something with this. Uh, okay, so this episode it is a little bit different. We're going to go for another draft, and this one, this draft is taking us from Westchester, where we were last time, and we are going to go deep, 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 deep with our rocket boots on into outer space because it's cosmic. It's a cosmic draft. This was very difficult. I found out about you guys because it was like it was a lot more. I don't know that much. Cosmic characters. Or yeah, space. I'm not as I'm not as clued up on cosmic side of cosmic things. Cosmic space and time. The, my biggest adventure into cosmic comics, I think, would be the DNA uh, 2008 Guardians of the Galaxy run, which was yeah. probably the best Guardians of the Galaxy run. Uh, the Annihilation Conquest and Thanos Imperative, all that sort of stuff. But it's all the same bunch of characters. And I tried not to keep it just comic books. I didn't want to keep it just Marvel either. So it was uh, quite hard, but fun. It was good. It was, it was nice trying to get a story together, nice trying to get a, a mission statement and stuff. Yeah, I, I, it was easy for the artist and the writer yeah. for me, personally. Mm. And yeah, I don't know um, I don't know who you guys have chosen, but I just think with some stuff like this, you've just got to be a bit loose and stuff. But yeah. cause how, before we get started into um, before we get started on today, how would you define cosmic and what elements would you pull into a cosmic genre? Any th- space obviously being a key point. It has to have some kind of actions there in space yeah. or... Or a character whose powers come from yeah. a space themed. Not bound by Earth is the way I think. Of yeah. It. Like, like generally most Marvel characters, most DC characters, except for like soups and stuff, are bound to Earth by like. Yeah. Except for Green Lantern. Even Doctor Strange is that's mythical, not cosmic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then you could you say 
um, black suit Spidey is that cosmic mm, yeah. Mm, that, yeah to a, to a point cosmic character at least you could argue couldn't you Venom yeah. is yeah. Venom cosmic well they've tried to make him more of that Space in the Knight. comics recently oh, uh, when, like, he did this, when he was with the Guardians as well. Yeah, Venice is. But not even that. Just the, the, the whole fact is that the, the, that he got the suit from when he was on the battle battle world. And like, apparently, Spider-Man was like the second host anyway. Did you guys see that? The first host was like a Kree warrior. Mm. Oh yeah. It's, it's really really interesting. I'm not I'm not all part of this Venom verse stuff. But um, they are building yeah. up on it, especially with the movie coming out. Though, into they're going to try and build right. up on Venom. I just I was kind of thinking, okay, what is cosmic? Who is cosmic? And that, what elements are we bound by space and time? And what type of adventure do we want to tell? But um, I mean, I think the biggest example of Cosmic at the moment is Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Then you've also got Eternals. That's huge. New Gods. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, I didn't think about that. I just I, I suggested this because uh, I saw the pictures come out for uh, Captain Marvel. Mm. Yeah. There's a little, what did they call it? Star Force or Space Force? Yeah, yeah, Star Force. Star, Star Force. Yeah, yeah. It looks yeah. sick, doesn't it? And it's just like a, it's just like a random combination yeah, of characters. Yeah. And it yeah. looks cool. It, you, you see that, you think, that costume's weird. They all look weird. I'm in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. To be fair, I'm already, you know, I'm, I've drank a Marvel Kool-Aid a long time ago and I'm fucking dousing myself in it right now. Um, <laughs> what do you think I, to I'm, young Sam Jackson? Do I think, it's, just great. Done it. I think yeah. it's a fantastic job. I just want to see more random stuff. Things that need to make sense. And plus, I'm not that, I, I'm not that familiar with Captain Marvel. Mm. I only sort of really got to know when I was reading New Avengers and the Mighty Avengers and I love Carol Danvers. But her current, like, well, she's only been Captain Marvel for only about five years, yeah. if what, that. What's interesting is they have a lot of freedom with this character because her comic origin is so convoluted and so yeah. not what they're going to do. Yeah. She got powered by, uh, I mean, there's been about three or four different Captain Marvels or Marvels or however you want to. She's not, it's not an origin story, they say. No. We'll, joke, no. we'll see bits. We'll see bits. Like, Looks like Jude Law's got more of a role than what people yeah. anticipate. Like, this is just my pictures. I mean, if the trailer's supposed to drop any day now, isn't I don't it? Th- I, to be fair, I, I don't need, I would like to see a trailer, but I'm going to go and see it yeah, anyway yeah. because the, if this is another, the scrolls look The scrolls look right. The scrolls look like what, well, I was a bit worried right. that they might, if not, they made them look... I don't know. I just think they've gone. They look like what they look like on the on the, in a like, comic, don't they? They look a bit dark, elfy to me. I'm not entirely yeah. on board with them. I'd have quite liked more muscular scrolls. Maybe like they're like these ones that we've seen. Obviously, the, but you've got different versions. Super scrolls, yeah. Big, I'm yeah. sure they will. Because I think if you make scrolls look quite, because usually they're quite gangly and thing. Aren't they? Yeah. They can be, but then you get obviously their generals are fucking huge. Yeah. I mean, that's what I was thinking. I was like, these might just be your average soldiers. Yet yeah, you'll get your generals, you'll get your bruisers that look bigger because you don't want to, you don't want to make them look so imposing that you have to be a bit more exaggerated with the super scroll. You want everything to be yeah. proportioned. They look very similar to the Secret Invasion scrolls. That even the color, like their the their, their um, uniform, their outfits, like you know yeah. the the dark. Maroony sort that of picture colour. looks like a an indie band. That we said it looked like a boy band. We said it looked like a boy band. I mean, I mean, he said like the second one for in the like in the, uh, the, the water, sea. It just looks like you know the the rogue one. It just, yeah, I, I really like them, and I wonder if we're gonna go. And I don't know. Ro- I don't. I'm, I'm hoping we don't do a secret invasion because to be fair, I didn't think that was the greatest event. Plus, we've kind of had something very similar with the Hydra yeah. thing. I if they, if they did it, I think it had to be like a long tenure, like that had to be like a long drawn out thing to see who's getting infiltrated and things like that. I, I mean, this just could be Kree School War, isn't it? I think that's mainly what the... Well, now, in, term, in terms of the next big events, you know, obviously yeah. we had like, the, you know, Captain America in um, Winter Soldier. Yeah. It was like, oh, Hydra's everywhere. And that had ramifications throughout the whole kind of uh, MCU. I think Secret Invasion would just be another version of that. be the same again it'd be the same yeah. again but like on a but then it'd be like the older characters as well would be like any other people from the 90s like more likely your Hank Pims and things like that or I don't know I just I, think that it, I don't think it'd quite 
come out as much. There's room for a different type of uh, event other than Secret Invasion. Anyway, um, we're looking at Cosmic, so we're not bound by Earth, dealing with space and time, intergalactic, planetary, uh, inter- right. I, wasn't that, I, I didn't mean that. to do something, I just realised it came out well. Um, yeah, um, so we're taking ourselves into space, so who's going first? Who is it? I think it's Tom. I think it could be. Was it? You go first, uh, yeah, Tom goes second, mm. third, fourth, fifth, yeah. 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 Okay, okay. I forget because we did the co- the computer game one. We're kind of a bit out of sync now, aren't we? Yeah, yeah we've had game and we had uh, Winners Ramble, which was... Yeah. Alex has got some stuff. But, yeah, what is it? yeah we, actually, we haven't actually said what box. This is box four, episode five. 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 Sorry, yeah, box four, episode Yeah, five. it's um, um, next week is the winner's choice, which is bad, ad- bad adaptations. Bad adaptations, <laughs> bad adaptations yeah. yes. That's a good one. <laughs> Because that means that we're literally finding something that is bad to to slate and celebrate. I don't know. Yeah. It's going to be weird. Um, so, Tom, do you need to have a little bit of a... No, no, go, go for it. Because um, I had system issues this morning. So, I'm having to wing this just a tiny, tiny bit. But anyway, so, to kind of set the premise, we're going to go back in time. Only about three, four years ago. I'm looking at the two big publishers. You've got your DC. Yes. You got your Marvel. Of course. They both had big cosmic events during that time. You had Secret Wars, mm. and you also had Convergence. Cool. Secret Wars is really, really good. Mm. Convergence happened. Right. Now the whole, pr- <laughs> now to kind of put this story, the whole anyone who's not familiar with either one of the um, stories is that with Secret Wars, you had the universe, the multiverse, imploding on itself. Really, Earths crashing into each other, and when the two Earths confit. Um, com- no, well, either joint is either one survived or both got destroyed and destroyed the, the rest of their universe with it. Yeah. Leading at the end, only two universes surviving, where you had the 616 universe and the ultimate universe. Now, however, when you had the final stage, you then had Doctor Doom take over the powers of the Beyonders and then created Battle World, which then took aspects of every single, well, not every single, but most types of stories, universes, what's happened before in the past, and create their own little realms. On the other side, then, you then had Convergence, which is where then you had Brainiac pitting together characters from universes and make them fight each other, which on paper sounds really, really good, but in practice didn't really come out because on as good as what it could have been. So I'm kind of looking at here is, what if you had a combination then of the two of them together? So then what you've kind of got then is... You've got here like a DC aspect taking place in the Marvel and the Marvel aspect then taking part in the DC universe. Okay, interesting. Two teams created here. I'm going to need a bit of... <laughs> I'm going to put it down to you two to decide on this. I'm going to have two teams. Now you're going to have one set of characters are going to feel as if like they're not new. They're not something what's been there before. And that's going to be the Marvel side. Really, what I'm doing is, I've got a team of cosmic Marvel heroes who are ripped off by DC characters. So you're going to have these two teams then now fight each other. So I want to see, when I pick a character, I'm going to pick like the original DC version, the original Marvel version. I need to decide who do you think would win a battle between these two. Mm-hmm. So you've got two different cosmic teams here then, made up of characters, where you've got the originals and then you've got the rip-offs. So who do you think's better? Okay. okay. And I've got four players here, but then I've got a fifth one, just in case of a tiebreaker. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so for the first one, go for a nice easy one. You've got Hal Jordan. Yeah. 
versus um, Nova. Okay. So, how would Rich you... Rich Sam. Rich. Because he's the original one, and he, he was the original Has he just come up with Cantaverse? Old new stuff from... <laughs> no, he's just basically... <laughs> Sorry, question. Did you... <laughs> just Nova. So, who do you think would... Hal Jordan. Definitely. You think Hal Jordan for that one? Hal yeah. Jordan. Definitely. Hal Jordan. Yeah, and he's kind of like... Not quite the leader, but he's like, you know, trying to be like... Both of them, you can see, be like, you know, the moral compass, you know, mm. the point in North. That's how I see what they bring to this team. Okay. Okay? Yeah. And then for the next member of the team, we always got to have a bit of muscle. Okay. Someone's got a bit of a dark side to them. Uh, dark side. <laughs> hey, hey, that's it. Dark yeah. side for the DC. Yeah. Thanos for the Marvel one. Oh, man. Because now it's now it's question survival. That's why you have to have them together. Mm. So now who would win at a fight then now between Thanos and dark side? Thanos. Are we talking like comic book Thanos? Yeah, I'd, I'd, yeah, we're I'd talking comic. I'd go for Dark Side because you, you think about the type of villains, uh, the the enemies of Thanos. He's looking at the Avengers, some intergalactic guys. Mm. We look at who Dark Side's dealing with. He's dealing with the people like um, Martian Manhunter, Superman. He's dealing with some heavy hitters, and he's able to take them down. Over, and I'm going to go with Dark Side. Mm. You go for Dark Side, yeah, yeah. and you're going for Thanos. Yeah. You see, it's a tough one that one. Like I said the both big. They are both. <laughs> I see what you mean, but I just think like. I feel like from comic book publications, Darkseid has had more of a challenge rather over like the yeah. likes of Thanos. Not saying that you know, Marvel heroes yeah. are, are weaker, but I'm just saying that they've got a different skill set. Yeah. So, no, I get that. I, in, 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 in a desperate situation like this, I would you want the strongest. Yeah. And I feel like Darkseid, especially with those lasers that don't stop following <laughs> yeah. people. He's an absolute nutshell. He's got some. He's that got some. Potentially outrun the fat. I'll flash see as well. to you then. Yeah, it's yeah. a compelling argument. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got two DCs. That are two DCs then. Yeah. yeah. Okay. This might swear things a little bit then. So, we've got your leader. You've got your muscle. You've got security. Okay. Okay. So then you need your scientist. Someone you know who wants to try and is very inquisitive. Needs to look into things. Now, these are two very, 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 very... Well, like I say, they're ripping off each other. Okay, so on one side, Ant-Man. Other side, the Atom. Uh, you got Hank Pym. Hank Pym for Atom. Hank uh, Pym, isn't it? Hank Pym. Yeah. yeah. Hank Pym. I don't think Ray Palmer has done as many scientific fuck-ups as Yeah, but we Hank say Pym, about how bad, the, how bad a man is Hank Pym, though. We say he's get the for. job done. Yeah. He's gonna... he get... His ego as well. Yeah. His ego's driving up. Hank Pym's a bit of a, oh, a, bit of a goof. He, he's good. He'll be good for levity, but you want... You want you, your minds on this because you never know he might be able to do some Ultron sort of shit that's going to be able yeah, to I'd yeah. go for Hank Pym because he, he is a smart guy he's just a dickhead yeah <laughs> he's just a bad bloke yeah. Yeah. yeah now next one is a bit of a almost cheat but it's kind of looking for an assassin sort of role uh, like a warrior but you need to I'm trying to look for a good balance here between you know rip-offs and some of them are more blatantly obvious than others so this one you Cosmic, they have both been involved in some kind of cosmic elements, but not truly cosmic. But this is just the way I'm coming out to create this team. So it's pretty obvious you've got Deathstroke and Deadpool. Oh, man. Deadpool, like, having seen him and some big intergalactic missions in the in Uncanny X-Men on series with Rip Miranda, he's at such a loose unit. But in some of these situations, you need someone that's going to think out the scientific box. Deathstroke could have his own agenda. I feel, De I feel Deadpool's more likely to get the job done but do it in a weird way he's gonna be part he wants to be part of a team as a learner but deathstroke is just like he's he's equipped mm. are we talking comic book yeah it's comic yeah we're talking everything we talk about is comic book comic book 
Because obviously he also had the Deadpool cops as well, where they go around the universe. It's like him yeah. with like five different multiverse versions yeah, of himself. Yeah. It's got to be Deadpool, hasn't it? He's, cause he's, he's just a wild card. He's going to... You need he, it in he, space. Beat, he beats yeah. him just out of like absurdity, really. Yeah. And in terms of like, you want an interesting read. Yeah, I think you've got a lot of serious characters here yeah. so far. You need someone that's going to bring a, a yeah. bit more colour in terms of personality. You've also got the relationship with like Cable as well, so you know how he's got the, the serious man, you know, the straight man yeah. and the comedic role. Waiting with for the uh, dark side and uh, Deadpool, Deadpool scenes. Yes. Yeah. Right, so here we go. We've kind of landed then on a tiebreaker situation, which I thought I might have done. So now we're going for the ultimate, ultimate, ultimate rip-off. What Marvel ever, ever did. Um, Any guesses? Hyperion and Soups. That's part of it. The whole, not just the him, the whole Justice League and Squadron, and the Squadron Supreme, right. the, the multiple squadrons, the multiple, which was just an absolute complete rip off. Then, so yeah. say you could you imagine them two then, like say this is like you get into the final battle now between these like you've had these four like these two teams now these four characters eight characters sorry all fighting each other, but then all of a sudden then the birth think they've been clever because they've got these these heroes in the background now ready to bring out then and you know ready to you know help with the final war who do you think that would win a fight them between the two of them i was originally just thinking of being hyperion and superman but i figured well, you might as well get the full get the full team if in you there go for, like if you're looking at the supreme power version the like the realistic modern version of them yeah it's going to be the them who win because they're worse do you think cause they've got the bad side to the, they've got the yeah. they've got the less morals to it so the worse people mm. like they're just going to be crueler and and just do what it takes yeah. to get the job done. Yeah. Sometimes, like when you see these heroes trying to save the universe, they don't want to sacrifice or take lives in order to save others. So they'll have to find a way around that route that you they know would win, but people would suffer in the process. So, yeah, I'd probably go for these guys. Go first, <laughs> even though I don't know that much. I think the Justice League. God, I don't know. Because the Justice League, it depends on what roster you've got. Go for go for a typical. Well, you're going for like the atypical, like say, the Squadron Supreme. So you're going for like the the Justice League team to you know counteract that. So you'd have Soup, you'd have um, Soup, you'd have Batman, you'd have Wonder Woman, you'd have Flash, and then you'd also have either like a Cyborg yeah. or a um, Shazam or something. Yeah. 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 Supreme power. Supreme power. So we're going to go for the. So we're saying then Marvel then size. So he's saying that the Marvel then has got the stronger ability then to defeat the DC cosmic side. Because the other things I was thinking is what side of what sort of matters when you look for a cosmic side, you're looking for players to fight each other. Does this does the location play just as important parts as opposed to just what character you've got fighting each other? Yeah, because let's say you've got like Thanos and like um, Death. Um, dark side facing off they're not going to be bothered about their surroundings are they they're just going to destroy they're the place gonna be, it's going to be a man of steel also sort of marvel situation. aren't going to stand a chance if it's in the dc universe and you've got all these fictional cities that don't know mm-hmm. it's going to be after <laughs> yeah, confused yeah. That, but they're, they're, let's meet in manhattan technically <laughs> that because that, that earth is bigger isn't it because they've got more fictional cities so if you've got extra state cities and states lying side by side the geography is going to have to be stretched to yeah. accommodate the sort of stuff I don't know. Please. It's unfortunately saying that we're not going to really kind of get anything else anymore because this used to be like back in the 90s. Yeah, you used to have like a whole big like crossover events which didn't have very much happen but they were huge when they did take place. And do you think it's a shame that we don't kind of get anything like that anymore these days? I'd love a 
bloody crossover. I really would. Like, I'd love a, even if it's just a cash grabbing yeah. crossover, I'd love to just mix it up a bit. Yeah. And I just think, like, a cosmic setting is probably the more likely you can kind of have that these yeah. days, especially in the kind of ways Marvel, maybe not so much DC, but definitely the way Marvel are going these days. They like to use the cosmic way as a way of being able to either reset something or introduce something new. Mm. I mean, they even bought um, Angela from Spawn that Comics. Brought in through the um, brought in through the Age of Ultron. With, she was in the Guardians of the Galaxy for a while as well. Well, it turns out she's a sister of um, Thor. Yeah, it was weird. She was very weird. Maybe so. I mean, so, I mean does that go against them? Do you start if you bring in another character for another comic? It's quite hard then to do them, that character justice. I'm sure there's. Sorry to interrupt. I'm sure there's something to do with hair being bought and the Marvel Man deal. And getting some of Gaiman's rights. I think that's yeah. I think stuff. it's because yeah. I think it's very convoluted, and I think it that was like a power play in terms of doing some. I don't know. Yeah, it was something to do with that. I think it was yeah, like I say, Gaiman get back in the Marvel man. Oh, Marvel man, Marvel man. Yeah, yeah, well, same. Yeah, sorry, same thing. Yes, but that's the thing. I mean, I was looking for these. I mean, you've also got like you kind of kind of got a larger roster of different characters. And looking at, I mean, I know I put the kind of Deadpool, Deathstroke in there, but it's looking at cosmic characters again. It's kind of goes back to seeing of what class being a cosmic character. Looking at um, Swamp Thing. That would, that would be cosmic. Yeah, would you class it? Yeah. yeah, versus um, something versus man. Yes, it's one thing and man thing, is it? Yeah, like, man thing. Man yeah. thing. But yeah. then you could have Swamp Thing versus like um, Black Tom Cassidy in like his third evolution when he's literally become a living sort of <laughs> entity that attaches himself so to a natural golem. If this was a book, who would write this book? I don't know. It's someone who's up. good at like who's someone who's good at dealing with a lot of different characters and putting it together. I mean. When you're looking at, say, Civil War would be like last time you had something big like this taking place, you have something like Matt Millar there, but or would you look for sort of like Hickman? I think Hickman, if, Hickman. If, if for what you're pitching, I think Hickman yeah. is your man. How, how would you do like a rundown for this when you got both sides of the comic? I mean, obviously, kind of, DC's kind of touched a little bit now because they've got the whole, the whole Watchmen crossover and they're trying to put little hints in there, but they kind of, they were still a little bit rushed, whereas Marvel over in Hickman's entire time. I think, I, I really think Fraction can handle something like this. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I'd like to say I, he was my second choice for mine. I was like Fraction. I was like, but then I wanted to give this other guy another chance, a chance to do another something. T- <laughs> I, I, I want to give him a chance. And I thought Fraction he could handle a big book. He's yeah. good at weird. He's very, he's very good, good at, at weird, weird. Yeah. and he's good at telling weird in an interesting sort of unique, unique way. Didn't I mean without even like, oh this is weird. Take it. You think you're reading something, thinking, hang on, did I just read that and it makes sense? And that shouldn't yeah. make sense, but it does make sense, and he, it's hard to. And also, it comes down to artistic wise as well, because that, especially all these characters with cosmic, you have to go something bright. You got to go something bold, colorful. So you're not going to look go for like seeing a dark DC looking universe. You want to maybe move more towards the brighter looking Marvel universe. You know, to, you know, kind of with your big bold colors and things like However, that. If you look some of the new, some of the Superman books, especially from the new Fifty Two and from Rebirth, um, Superman, Green Arrow, Flash, and Justice League, they are bright you know what I mean They're, it pops there's a lot of colour yeah. they've got some sick artists so who do you have to write I'd have to th- pick someone who's been known for doing both publishers Ooh. so say like John Romero Jr someone like that someone who's Inman Inman he, yeah, he yeah. does a good soups yeah so you'd have to go for someone who just knows both sets of both sets of characters or knows you both publishers you want someone with grandeur as well like someone who can really get the idea that this is like a big a large scale thing yeah Ribic. Yeah. I think Apino's good as well. Is it Apino? Jerome Apino? Yeah. yeah. When he did the Uncanny X-Men stuff and that took you into some really weird apocalypse locations which were very grey. Yeah. Very quite bland. 
but it worked well with the pinks and the purples and the and the pastely sort of colors that, yeah and the reds because there's a lot of blood because it, it was x-force um well, that was sick it was good that was a bit all over the place then because I had literally no notes there whatsoever because everything is it's just a different just... mashup yeah. team though. that was cool man yeah well that's what I was kind of looking for but I was, I, another idea was trying to get non get non comic book characters into it I was thinking can I build a team like round someone like Captain Planet I'm sure that. oh Captain Planet would be great Fuck. I was thinking about doing a a team based on Eighties cartoon characters who always had like the moral high ground, you know. <laughs> and so, but almost where it becomes like dickheadish, like so you'd have like Captain Planet on there, then also have He Man on there as well. You mm-hmm. know these cartoons where they also like you have a message at the end of every show, so yeah, you know, yeah. don't smoke, be kind to people, um, don't edu- do drugs. Entertainment. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Okay. Um, do you want me to go straight into it? Me, it's Jack. Do, do you want- it's me, it's Jack. It's me. I'm next. Is it? Yeah. yeah. I thought it was going on that way. Well, next, it's always you, me, and Jack. Sorry. Just because I'm in a different... Because I'm sat in a different yes. seat. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Sorry, I was just... Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Jack. <laughs> Do you need the instruction or are you going straight into uh, I'll it? I'll go straight into it, mate. So, I'm going to start by setting the scene before I go through my draft. Um, and I'm trying to not spoil the plot while I do that. Um, so, when the leadership of the hierarchy of both the Kree and the Skrulls are mysteriously killed, not only does a bloody war creep closer to boiling point, but infighting and a search for leadership leaves the universe in chaos. So that's the setting, right? Uh, and the book stars, I'll get to the title later on, but the book stars, first up, Nova, Marvel Boy. Mm. Yeah. Um, I absolutely love Nova, um, or Marvel Boy. Uh, he's a Cree ensign from an Auntlet Dimension, uh, created by Grant Morrison and J.G. Jones uh, from Marvel Knight's Land. Um, and he later appeared in Bendis' Avengers run and in Gillen and McKelvey's Young Avengers. He was also in the Dark Avengers as well, wasn't he? Was, he was, yeah. Um, now, I, I actually first got into him because back when the Ultimate Universe started, there was always rumours that there was a, another Ultimate book which wasn't an Ultimate's book. And a lot of the rumours were that it was this Marvel Boy book by Morrison because Morrison uh, was involved in the creation of the Ultimate Universe even though he never actually got around to writing any of it. Um, so I read this thinking it was this hidden book and until Bendis brought him into the Avengers I think it was because you've got in the book you had like genetically enhanced soldiers who were a bit like Hulk-like and then it, it wasn't the Marvel Universe he landed on but then it also got twisted when Bendis got his hands on him so he's my first character he's going to be sort of like the lead um, and he oozes cool and he looks fantastic the white hair and that is just cool and that's, yeah, a, prop- yeah. that's a, prom- a proper comic book Trope is white hair. He always looked a bit like Quicksilver, I found. Yeah. Who was his character in Dark Avengers? He was meant to be. He was just supposed to be Captain Marvel. That's yeah. just I thought it was Moon thingy. No, it became the no, Mo- Moon Star became point. Moonstar became Miss Marvel. Yeah. But he just became Captain Marvel. Oh, Because okay. he was locked up at. Well, he was in self. Like, Dark Aven- in Dark Avengers. Yeah, in Dark Avengers. Then, it, then he got a different costume and became the protector for a bit and, yeah. Yeah. and stuff. Okay. So, yeah, he's my lead. Um, and what I wanted to do is, like, we haven't really seen him in space much. Like, since he's got in the MCU, he's been very, like, earthbound, but he's a Cree. He needs to go off and have some space mm-hmm. adventures. So I want to see him go off and have some space adventures. He's been in any, I can't remember last time I saw him in anything. Yeah, he's, he's, um, he's in... It was in the Royals, um, the Inhumans book by Ewing. Was he? Yeah. Um, so he's my first character. Um, and I'm going to, like, slightly tweak some designs, and I'll get to that later on. Um, next up is a character called... Camille Benelli. Do anyone know who she is? No. Uh, she's called Ca- 
her, she's nickname is Cammy, and uh, you might know her from um, Avengers Arena and Avengers Underground. Any ideas? Yeah. No. Um, she was a character which was first um, introduced in a Drax book, but I first discovered her in Avengers Arena. And I thought she was pretty cool. She has like this jetpack on, laser guns, and she's like obsessed with space and spaceships and stuff. Um, now I haven't read her early appearances in the Drax book, but um, I've read up on it. And basically, Drax's prison ship lands on Earth, and she sort of gets embroiled in an adventure and gets taken on this prison ship with him. And I just sort of thought it was cool to have this sort of Earth character in space in my cosmic mm. team. Yeah. Sort of like Star Lord, that sort of plucked out of mm. Earth, and she's very Star Lord like. She's very much like a young female version of Star Lord. So she's next up. Um, then I've got. How can I tell a story which is set within like a preschool war without having the heir to the uh, birth thrones? Probably is Hulking. Nice. Um, okay. Another fantastic character created by Alan Heinberg and Jim Chung. Um, was first in Young Avengers, which is absolutely fantastic. It is quite possibly one of my favourite books. Um, he's a shapeshifter, and he's modelled on like the Hulk archetype, the big hulking green guy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I can't really have a preschool war without having someone like him who's going to have like a power play in it. Again, he's someone I've not seen in anything for yeah, a while. Yeah, not since. I'm not sure what he's been in recently. Mm. Um, so essentially, he's a preschool hybrid, and he's heir to the throne, and he has the potential to unify the people. But will he give up his life, he knows, to do so? That's the big question mark of the book. As much as I love Hulking and Wiccan together, I really wanted to sort of like test them by separating them and seeing what Hulking can do on his own, completely away mm. from Wiccan. Um, so I thought that was an interesting um, dynamic we could explore. Next up is another completely random character, and I think Kurf is going to like this. It's Kid Gladiator. Kid Gladiator. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> this guy. Um, the guy, man. And his big thing is like, or in the book, his big thing is going to be he's not a kid anymore, so he sort of ditches that part yeah, of his name. Yeah. And then he's sort of like trying to find his own identity, so he sheds the gladiator part and he goes by his name, which is Kubark, I think. Um, and as far like we're in space, we're going to have a space adventure. Why not have a co- cocky, arrogant Shia on the team mm. and someone who's sort of like not involved in the crew or scrolls, but someone right in the middle who can just yeah. stare shit up a bit. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Again, his introduction trouble. in X Men The Wolverine is brilliant. Do you remember? Because they like come down like the warships and they don't, they're like they're going to be under attack. Or and it's like, oh no, <laughs> he didn't want to send him to school there because he's been a twat. Yeah, he's shit. <laughs> he's so fucking annoying, that guy. <laughs> so, like, hopefully, starting to fight, um, find there's a bit of theme in my team that there's not only going to be fighting within space, within the war, there are also going to be people who are fighting their heritage and their destiny and like trying to find their identity. There's a lot of people who are something but are like running or trying to define themselves and that's going to be a defining feature for the book now all this being said can you guess who my next character is going to be is it someone from the ultimate universe nope it's a kid it's, it's young and yeah miles, miles. no uh, <laughs> i don't know it's it's completely random but when i explain it is it mutant like, or it's a mutant yeah is it young cyclops no kitty no Hope Summers. Oh, oh, right, okay, yeah. Um, now, what is a space adventure in Marvel Comics without a Summers in space? Mm. Like, they're sort of like, it's their second home, mate. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I sort of, I love the idea of X-Men in space, and Earth is pretty crowded for red-headed mutants at the minute, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think she probably needs to scarf and have a bit of an adventure on her own. And uh, So that's my team, and so now I'm going to go a bit more of the plot. Uh, so the, the series starts in a hipster, young... Superhero bar, 
Um, uh, there's got hooking in there, Nova. They're sat at the bar complaining about boys because uh, obviously hooking's gay. Yeah. Um, Nova is more gender fluid. Uh, oh, his sexuality is a bit more fluid. Uh, and then the Shia come to Earth to collect hooking in the hope of brokering peace. Um, and then this all gets out of hand. Nova and hooking get themselves captured. Kubak and Herp have somehow formed this real odd romance. Yeah. And they're sort of like, she has come, they're trying to de-escalate it, and they themselves get themselves captured. So it's all a bit like, it's all going to pot, and then they're off on space, and then they realise that Cammy's stowed on the ship because she saw the ship, she wants to steal it. So she ends up freeing them and stealing the ship. And so they end up on the run from not only the Kree, the Skrull, the Shia, uh, and they're on this search to find themselves. And so the, the book's going to be like a... I kind of want to call it a rock and roll adventure through space. Right. You've got these five young Marvel characters who are all tearaways or rebels in their own right, and they just have a rollicking good time in the middle of this big blockbuster war going on. Um, so they can't go home till it's all started, but they have to make ends meet. So they're partying, there's love, there's betrayal, they're doing crimes, they're smuggling, there's space drugs, there's space clubs. It's just going to be an absolutely mental sort of book in my eyes. Um, so, I mentioned earlier that I was going to, like, slightly redesign everybody, and I'm especially going to redesign Kid Gladiator a little bit, because his hair's yeah. fucking stupid. What, with the mohawk and everything else? It's got like, mohawk, which is cut into segments and yeah. stuff, and it just doesn't work. Yeah, but that's, like, that's his racist, that's just, like, yeah. I do yeah. I want to give him, like, a hipster haircut, like, shave his side and just have it flopped to a side and nice and red, um, <laughs> and give, uh, get rid of his silly costume with the big power boots and stuff. Um, and I thought... If we redesign all these characters, who are we going to have to redesign them? So, first up, I'm going to tell you the artist. It's Michael Walsh, who I've talked about before oh, right, on the okay. podcast. Yeah. Uh, coloured by Jordi Blair. Now, I picked Michael Walsh because he proved he can do space with the Star Wars books yeah. and the Rocket Raccoon books. But he can also do fun and wacky, like his Secret Avengers book mm. and his Worst X-Men Ever book. He can sort of, he's got that sort of like batshit craziness to it as well I expect you to go for David Ajar to go for the more hipster look he's very yeah, hipster he's very artist hipster, yeah, yeah. No, no as Michael Walsh is the artist because he's done like Star Wars as the next man he just sort of fits the role perfectly um, he's also pretty good at character design um, and I want everyone to like google Michael Walsh uh, Valiant design and there's some crazy designs he did for a Valiant book and there's a guy who's got symbols for a face and stuff and there's a guy who's got like He's a bit like the dude, he's smirking with like some crazy mask on. They're just, Michael Walsh. They're just batshit crazy designs. I just think, I want to create that sort of wacky space, not serious technology space. Um, no, it's just like a one-sheet character design. He, was, he did a few of them. Um, and he's really good at creatures and stuff. If you see some of his covers, um, if you just keep flicking through, yeah, you'll stumble across it. Yeah. Are you on his Instagram? No, no, no I'm just um, Googling, yeah. Michael Walsh. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yes, yeah, so he he's real good at creatures and stuff like that, and I just want it to be a completely wacky book. So I've got this wacky book with an odd combination of characters and wacky design. So who am I going to get to write it, do you think? Oh, what wacky are you going for? Scott Young's a bit weird, isn't I was it? I was just thinking Scott Young, but no. Well, when you look at my characters, you, you've got the young you've character. got a found family in space, and yeah. you've got young characters running away oh Brian K. Yeah, 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 yeah. because of yeah. Saga and because of the runaways yeah, I just yeah. think I want this book to be that perfect kind of mashup between the two okay um, he's got you voices down and he's got wacky space adventures um, down so I think he's the perfect match for it um, so who are these guys what are they called 
Call them the Young Guardians. Nice. Yeah. Nice Guardians in the normal Guardians yeah. logo with Young spray paint above it. I think. Um, Would you still need to have like some kind of small animal that kind of involved? Could possibly. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason that can't be like a stowaway little creature on the ship who can be the next breakout rocket. Lockjaw. Yeah, Lockjaw would be cool. Um, so yeah, bad guys wise, we've got the Kree in the schools hunting them. We've got the Shia hunting them, and basically all, all the space and bounty hunting them. You name it, they're after them. Yeah. But it's just gonna be a rollicking good time. Sound? Yeah, good that. Pretty good. I'd like to see that book. They just need to do crazy stuff. I mean, they're getting better at it. There's like West Coast Avengers, which looks like a zany sort of yeah, that's yeah, daft book and stuff like that. I'm just waiting for all these sort of what ifs, you know, Black Panther and Ghost yeah. Rider and stuff. There's an X Men one which sounds a lot like. Do you know the X Men draft we did yeah. where you did that alternate reality one? Yeah. There's a there's a what if which sounds a bit like that. Really? Yeah, yeah. Let's have a look. When are these come? When are they coming out? Don't know. It's before yeah, the yeah. end of the year, isn't it? Is it? Some of that. I, I want to yeah. see some of those ones. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, we we need to reset the time. Reset the time. Three minutes to spare. You sure you don't want anything to? Yeah, just sit here in silence for three minutes. It's not the last time we had an entirely different squad. Uh, you had two. I did have two last time. Yeah. I was. Um, I almost did two squads. Um, I was going to do like. Um, White male privilege is taking over the universe. <laughs> that doesn't <laughs> and, sound like that doesn't sound right. I was like, you look at Star Wars everywhere, like it's it's humans that have colonized it and it's all white males in charge. I was like, that'd be quite interesting. Who's gonna combat that sort of bullshit? Um but um yeah, I can go straight into mine. So it is so the story essentially is that um Do I start with the story? Yeah, so I'll start with the character. So yeah, so the story is light okay so light is failing within the universe you know on the edges of the universe it's dying because the world worlds are getting darker and darker so obviously there's no light to kind of help encourage and bring life and it's me and the phoenix force you know needs this life this force and this energy to survive so it started making its way across the cosmos to earth um because it needs a certain amount of worlds to consume and then you can once it's consumed and destroyed those worlds they they can sort of kind of regenerate and regrow over billions of years and it can only it, you need a certain amount of like kind of planets and worlds to do that in a galaxy and the phoenix forces realize oh shit these worlds are dying if i don't do if i can't figure out what is causing this i'm gonna die too because there's not gonna be enough for me to eat and then things aren't gonna grow back so after its attachments to jean gray uh, and her and obviously jean gray's relationship with cyclops it seeks him out because she believes the key to saving the light in the universe lies in Scott Summers' eyes, which I'll explain. Uh, we'll explain a bit later. So it travels to Earth to seek him out. So I've called this storyline, it's called Phoenix Force Faded. Um, so the characters I've got is one of probably, she's my, this is my leader, and I absolutely love her. You've got Miss America, America Chavez. Yeah. Uh, I think she's fucking great yeah. i want a cosplayer at one time because it's i think it cost me a look have you seen the um new cartoon series that's starting up soon she's in it she's she? in it yeah, yeah. It's, it's like probably female cast but it does look pretty good actually squirrel girl and all squirrel that. girl miss marvel, marvel. Yeah. i've even got in um chloe bennett doing her own voice for quake yeah, yeah and yeah. it's got um is it mila van yeah trump vain trump yeah. who is squirrel girl yeah. if we ever see new warriors but mm. She's doing the voice for Squirrel Girl in it as well. She's fucking great. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I've got America Chavez. Uh, why? Because she as a leader. Well, her strengths are superhuman strength, speed, durability, and inter-reality t- uh, transportation. The fact that she can drop kick 
her way <laughs> through reality in space and time is I do like the special. punching through realities and it goes so, into like a star and stuff out of it. It it looks so good visually. She's class. And the fact that when she was 6 years old, she decides to kind of go on a road trip herself through the galaxies as as her home world was dying. I just think this is someone who's independent and also there was a scene in A Force where she goes to fight one of Doom's sort of kind of enforcers and Miss Martin, no, She-Hulk was like, no, America. And then America's like, America, yes. And then poof, cracks it. That, that, the panel on that was absolutely, it was pretty much superb. I think that it would be nice to kind of see this sort of young teenage girl, um, powerful woman of colour, keeping the rest of the team, who I'm going to re- reveal in just a minute, in check. And like I said, her costume, her style, her steez is number one. Uh, also on the team, we've got... Now, you can count... I don't know if you guys are going to penalise me here, but I count these these two as one person. So I've got Bill and Ted from... <laughs> uh, so, like, why are these guys here on the team? Because it's levity. They want to humanise the team. And if we've seen every space opera needs a sick-ass soundtrack, and these are the guys to do are it. Are they cosmic there? Pardon? Are they well, cosmic? Well, time, isn't it? Yeah. So they time travel and stuff, so... Mm. I, I this is why I, I feel like I've just justified it here. So having proven themselves time and time again, no pun in, included, uh, they have what it takes to save the world. You know, this is an unlikely pair who, at the end of the day, with no power, no cosmic abilities, and no clue, just random, and they're just random and inexperienced enough to give the educated brains in this field a little bit of a boost that's needed when moments, when the, when the moments of the fate of the universe is at most dire, and it needs a little bit of a boost so they can pull this out of their nonsensical hat. Plus, every cosmic team needs a robot, and these guys can pack them with two, which is why they're going to have Robot Bill and Ten alongside them, manning the bridge, doing comms, working the interface, and doing um, and doing what every deep space robot does uh, does best: panic about its human co- um, counterparts, not panicking. Um, <laughs> so I think I thought they would be quite interesting to have on the team. And yeah. I think it's a bit random. It's a bit. That weird, was very random. <laughs> but I think I think it could work because they'll be able to teleport in and out using the fucking phone box i think visually seeing that kind of zoom across pages and thinking what are bill and ted going to do who are they going to pull from what area uh, from what area of time and space to kind of help them in this situation because they're almost like your wild card now i did say at the beginning that the phoenix force is making its way to earth because her relationship with Jean, she knows that there's going to be something in scott summers scott summers that is going to help them figure out why light is dying and what they can do about replacing this light so, in the first print of Marvel's official handbook, it says that Cyclops' eyes contain interdimensional apertures, releasing powerful energies from another dimension into his own via the beams. Um, so, it says that his body naturally metabolizes an ambient energy that is used to open and focus the apertures in his eyes, and energy beams itself originates from another place. Um, so... Basically, she's coming to find Cyclops to figure out where this light is coming from and if she can actually, well, I say she, and if the Phoenix Force can actually source what this light is and use that as a way to kind of shine across the galaxy, across the universe. And this could be that new light that is going to help regenerate um, regenerate the universe. Plus, if you've got young Cyclops on this team, um, because obviously in, this, in the current world, Cyclops is dead, this is the Cyclops that she has available. Um, Cyclops is also an expert pilot. Um, he's had spent plenty of time in space. Obviously, when he sort of had his sabbatical from the young X, from the only X Men, he spent some time with the Corsairs. And obviously, being an X Men, he knows how to fly the Blackbird. 
And, you know, he's never shy, shied away from having a space adventure, joining the Corsairs, all the stuff with the Black Vortex, and even when the X-Men took a road trip, they still managed to find themselves in space. Um, he's a master strategist and tactician. He spent most of his superhero life as, well, as the leader of the X-Men, and he's de developed exceptional leadership skills, and I think he'll be a great second-in-command towards Miss America. Um... Okay, next on the team, you have young Lando. So he's he's got a ship and he's cool as fuck. I think he's a different he's a different well, he grows to be a diplomat, but you can only see always see his like negotiation skills. He's smuggling and he comes with a robot, L three thirty seven, who's the best at tracking in the galaxy. So no matter if you're gonna get lost or you're gonna lose your way, you've got you you've got Lando, you've got his ship. And you've got his. Um, so you're doing pre Castle Run, Falk. You're doing pre Castle Run. Pre Castle Run, Lando. He's also, you connect. You know, he's a guy that knows people on the wrong side of the galaxy who you may need to lean on for information or you may need to lead them into battle when things get rough. Um, so, what do you do when you find yourself on the wrong side of the galaxy with no way out? He's a guy that can get you out. Um, plus, he's learning. You know that he's not the bad guy, but he's not the best good guy. But he's definitely a guy you can trust and be ready, and you know you, you can trust to be ready in unpredictable moments. Because I feel like with any sort of cosmic and space adventure, you can sometimes have too many people that is very smart and intelligent and calculated on it. But, but when things get rough, when things live outside their world of equations and rules and stuff, they sort of panic. I know that's where you get a bit of drama from, but I'd like to see what when people who don't have a clue about this. How they react in these sorts of situations, you know, literally flying from the skin of their teeth. Yeah. And obviously, so then you've got the final member of the Phoenix Force itself. So the Phoenix Force it can manipulate cosmic energies, tap into the life force for future generations, thus denying them, thus denying them existence. It wields energy beams into onto a destructive force, and it can migrate through space and time by full, folding energy back into itself. And um, I feel like if you've got the Phoenix Force coming to Earth, worried about its own survival trying to find people to help it help the universe survive then i think you've got a bit of a problem on your hands <laughs> yeah i thought you were going to say something plus the <laughs> fact that it can directly absorb energy such as cyclopses optic blasts um and i feel there's going to be quite an interesting relationship between cyclops and the phoenix force what form it chooses to take when it's on the team what does it choose to show scott uh, how does that affect Scott growing up as a, in the Phoenix Force? With, yeah. with this being young Cyclops, anyway, has he not experienced the Phoenix Force yet? Um, he, hasn't met, he hasn't met it yet, no. But then he knows the history of Scott, his future yeah. self, and the Phoenix Force. So he's got, and he, through folklore, he knows what the Phoenix can do. Yeah, he knows what the Phoenix is capable of. He knows how it's going to eventually, well, it, it would eventually destroy. It has pretty much destroyed his life. Yeah, repeatedly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then this is this isn't a. I don't want to see this as a character because I've listed five already. Um, this is more than five. Know, you listed America Bill, Chavez. Ted, and America and robotic Bill and Ted as well. Bill and Ted, Bill and Ted, and all their appendages. It's like you wouldn't. Who, I'm trying to think. If you wouldn't pick Rock, if you got Rocket, he brings his weapons, doesn't he? Like Bill and Ted come as a come as one, and they've got robots with them. <laughs> Lando has a robot shit do you know what I mean um, anyway so and the base of operations is Oa so you know the home that is um, that is home to Green Lantern's Corp yeah. because when shit's going to go down and something like this it's always nice to have a backup plan and if your backup plan is an army of intergalactic <laughs> space cops then why the fuck not um, so yeah <laughs> so in this so in Phoenix Force Faded I have selected Mark Bernardin. So you know who does the Fat Man on Batman podcast with Kevin Smith? 
I, I, I know of him, but yeah. not yet. Uh, the reason why I've chosen he's the film editor for the Los Angeles Times, the senior editor for the Hollywood Report and Entertainment Weekly. He's written for G Clue, yeah, G Clue, Wireless, uh, Vulture and Empire. He was a staff writer for um, was it Alpha Alpha series, and he did. He's on the writing staff for Castle Rock, you know, the that film on the Stephen King book. I think I'd, I'd pick him because I read a lot of his articles. Uh, I read a lot of his essays, and he knows structure, and he knows wild, and he knows weird. Plus, he is someone who has been engulfed in pop culture for his entire life, and he's I've pulled across quite a wide board from the pop culture spectrum here, which he's more familiar with, from 80s properties to recent ones, and now that I think he can pull together. I think you need to know about various properties to be able to pull off something like this. You know, he's got depth of knowledge in all sorts of franchises. He knows how fans, he knows what fans respond to. He knows the turn and genre of something that's going to be comic booky, that's going to be something teeny, that's going to be something space age, that's going to be something sort of gritty and hard. Uh, and I think Bernard is the man that who has the skills and the chops to be able to kind of pull all these together. Plus, he's very impartial, regardless of what properties and whatever um, comic books and characters uh, that he that he's writing about and talking about. And I think he's amazing at. St- understanding and deconstructing storytelling not just for tv but for comic books and just for generally telling a good tale and i think that's sometimes quite hard some people don't want to try anything new people want to kind of just paint by numbers but i feel like giving him the ch- and i feel like we need to give him a chance and finding a mind like his who's got a knowledge like his is so rare so i would like to put him on a rare book opportunity plus this is just going to be mad shit no one would want to touch this because of, like, it could be <laughs> crazy, so. but i think he's the type of guy that would be like yeah that'd be quite fun um artist um george Jim, uh, jimenez have you seen him yeah yeah so it's... i like him because his man gets poppy it's bouncy his drawings are very fluid and it's slick uh, i think the area of time and space that we're going to be visiting are going to have spots and dashes of color um seeing his current work on Justice League and Super Sons how he manages to mix scenes where both Batman and Superman feel like they're in their natural environment on the same page. We're going to see that in areas of space where you get spots and pockets of colour breaking through like a canopy of black which I think is going to be really really interesting to make these the worlds and the characters and everyone I've picked has got quite a colourful palette in their costume Hmm. so if you're doing like pictures of them on the bridge on a ship you're going to be able to kind of spot who they are and you're going to see what they look like. How are they travelling? They're travelling Bill and Ted's phone box or on the Millennium Falcon? I'm going to have them on the Falcon. <laughs> because I just think it's... Seeing it, you're like, why are all these people just... <laughs> Sorry, I just... It's mad, isn't it? <laughs> um, what was I put up right? Plus, he knows how to draw body shapes and styles. E.g., he makes kids look like kids and makes adults look like adults. When you see, like, uh, Damian Wayne and um, John Kent stood next to Batman and stood next to... Uh, the Flash is next to um, Starfighter. They've all got their different kind of shapes and hair, and that's another thing I've put. Um, they all, he all has uh, in the just yeah, he's very good at drawing people with, with their unique features and not a shared yeah. body. Like Sarah Pacelli, his work on hair and unique style points for his characters in and out of their costumes is second to none. He's very very. Personal. What was causing the lights to go out? Pardon? What was causing the lights to go out? I, have, I couldn't I couldn't nail it down yet. I had I had a few theories that like it's. I didn't want to just do a generic the universe is dying but I, 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 the thing I was going to settle on but I didn't want to make it too generic was that it's all getting filtered through Cyclops so that this dimensional pole so that he's open each time he uses his abilities he's bleeding light out of this one <coughs> right. and because it's taking so much power and so much energy for him to sort of use his ability but he doesn't realise that he thinks he's just kind of blasting off things out of his um, Ruby Cross visor but it's actually kind of draining from a finite source yeah 
So, yeah, that's what mm. I was going to do. So it's like, well, either... And it, because there's also there's loads of other bits about young Cyclops' powers, like his mind has a particular sonic feel that is attuned to the forces that maintain the apertures that have taken place in his eyes. Because his mind's sonic field envelopes his body, it automatically shoots <coughs> other dimensional particles back to the point of origin where they collide with his body. So he's constantly churning this dimensional power and light around his body as well. Yeah. So it's going to be a case of do we kill this young boy who's got no fault, through no fault of his own, other than being born a mutant? He's actually destroying our world. Yes. Dear. Well, they kind of was kind of the Psych premise man, for. Uh, it's, a dick, that was kind of the premise for the trial of Jean Grey, wasn't it? <coughs> I didn't read that. Was that the Guardians of the Galaxy, Galaxy one? Yeah. What was it? What was she was draining? No, did they? Because Jean Grey was back in the in the present. Oh, they wanted to. They displaced her. Well, they put her on trial and kill her, even though she hadn't committed the things yet. Well, oh, no, she's okay. still a dream girl. She's still here, so she still must be accountable for what her future self, future self does. Again, I think got Gladiator involved in that as well. I think that's the uh, Michael Walsh design I was on about. I know this is a podcast, and I'm sure he, like picked it <laughs> off, but that's good. That's shit crazy. What's like um, okay. Prince Robot? Yeah, all <laughs> commando. He's a bit like Prince Robot. Yeah, like commando Prince Robot. Um, so yeah, that was Phoenix Force faded. It was good. Yeah, it was mint. A bit, bit weird, a bit wild, but I thought... I well, think they were all a bit weird this week, weren't how, they? How, how often are we going to get a chance to be like, you know what, I would like to see some of that. And Mark Bernardin, if you're listening, you know, let's talk, because I think we can make this happen. It'll be a copyright nightmare, but I have yeah. no... I have no uh, so who's publishing your book? <laughs> this one. Yeah. Um, Comic Box Rumble Publishing. <laughs> we're big time now. We have our own fucking... <laughs> That was so. good, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a bit weird. I'd, I'd love to read that. Though. It was all a bit wacky, weren't they? Like, yeah. We took it to odd places. It's cosmic, though. There's that many different possible realms, isn't there? Yeah. X-Men's more like he's mm. got his own little self-contained universe, hasn't it? Whereas cosmic, he can go for a lot of different viewpoints. Yeah, like when I was doing man, I was torn between doing something which was like really high concepts, like Hickman-esque, sort of like massive intergalactic. Yeah. But then maybe like some of the wackiest stuff you can do in space because you can literally like you want to create if you want a creature which looks like something you just invent a race which looks like yeah. something. It's a bit like magic. You can do what you want. Yeah. And you get to really like like yours. You had like the light fade and you can just go mental mm. and like create a team who have to stop do that it. happening. It's like and I did. I was like I don't want to lean too much on Marvel. And I was thinking I've got three Marvel elements in there that are very sort of heavy and it's like when you're talking about cosmic do you want to do you want to pull in from kind of pop established pop culture but then if you go too nerdy is it going to be too cultish do you know what i mean yeah it's bad, but it's, it, was, it was hard but it's cool it, it, this one was more of a thinking exercise in terms of where where does what does cosmic mean to you mm. and how can you tell a cosmic story that might not seem a generic one but still fit the genre because it's yeah. all about looking at tone there's a lot. We did the X Men last time. We did a draft, and a lot of the plot in X Men is ingrained within the, what they are. Yeah, it's ingrained within yeah. the X Men genre. Yeah. So like they're always running off, fighting a struggle, which involves them being persecuted. Persecuted, yeah. Whereas Cosmic can be, it could be, you could be homeless and your planet's been destroyed. You could be destroying planets. You could yeah. be. Uh, looking for somebody, you, the, the, the genre is so wide. You could have a, you can just have romance, but set on an alien planet, and that's a cosmic story. It's, it was much mm. more open. Mm. Yeah, 
Cool. So, um, quick recap. So I did DC versus Marvel ripoff versus originals. I did Young Guardians that starring Nova, Cami, Hope Summers, Hawking, and Kid Gladiator. I did Phoenix Force. Phoenix Force faded, uh, featuring Miss America, America Chavez. Bill and Ted, Young Cyclops, <laughs> Young Lando, and the Phoenix Force. When you can't read your own thing out without giggling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuck it, this is mad, I need to make this. Um, yeah. Right. Got to count this down. Okay, uh, so, so one, Tom's one, Jack's, Jack's two, two, Curvy's three. Okay, On three. One, two, three. Oh, oh okay. Drawing again. <laughs> oh, man. So what, what's your prize going to be, Tom? Um, but I was just going to put like a collection of either Convergence or or um, Civil or Secret Wars to trade pair, trade backs into the box. Cool. I was going to put in the Marvel Boy trade. Cool. I was going to put in a copy of uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Miss, Miss America uh, issue one. Um, I've got a DV of Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Thanks. Um, Young Cyclops. I've got a copy of issue one. I'll put a copy of issue one in there. Young Lander, the Double or Nothing, which is fucking incredible read that by the way um you've got lando double or nothing copy of that and also a copy of the trade of the phoenix force end song i know it's greg land on the artwork i don't know what people are like but it's a really good story wolverine killing gene gray over and over again in the snow is heartbreaking (laughs) so um yeah okay do again then and what you doing what you putting in what we're saying it again no what you putting in the secret war um, Marvel Boy. <laughs> oh, oh my god, sorry. My message. Okay, come then. Okay. One, two, three. Yeah. Curfew oh. wins. Something yeah. in. Yes, I'll put in the I'll put in this little bundle of stuff. Cool. Okay. I had a really nice time pulling out all these comics when I was like, oh, I, I found it hard. I found it hard this this week. Mm, it was so. a it was I think in my head I thought, oh, it's gonna be real easy, we'll just but then finding the purpose yeah. and finding yeah. what the thing is, was a bit more difficult. But next week, bad adaptations. We've done bad adapt. We did. We did adaptations. Wow, well, we did bad adaptations once already. So I have to do double. You good and <laughs> do good yeah. adaptations. That's oh, going to be tough next week. Yeah. Do we know what Alex is putting in the box yet? Um, no, I told him not to tell me. Ooh. He, he oh. said um, he was going to tell me. I was like, no, no, don't tell me. So I'd rather have a surprise and put it in my yeah. hands. So I'm going to see him Wednesday. <laughs> Cool. And if you listen this far, please make sure you leave a five-star review on iTunes. Yes. Um, and sure share us on Facebook like for the chance page. to win in box number four. Yeah, share our page, leave us a review on iTunes, and you have a chance of winning. Which, what have we got in it now? We've got some Pokemon stuff. Copy of Battle Royale. Mm. Yeah. A oh, £15 voucher for game yeah. or a platform of your choice. Steam uh, or whatever. The cable arc of Ultimate X-Men, I believe, yeah. in there. And now your bundle, your bundle of comments that you put in for today. I think this is sick because they get. It. I think as they've gone on, they've gotten more and more and more comic book heavy. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is which is nice. We've got a few little extra. Might put a few. Like, yeah, a few we'll put a little action in there as well. Yeah, obviously t-shirt, poster, all that sort of thing. Yes. Cool. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. And also, we want to hear your cosmic drafts as well because we've got some really, really good ones from the X Men. <laughs> um, no, no, we did. I'm not being sarcastic. Um, and it's just interesting to see what you guys think of ours, what you, what you guys have done. So yeah, uh, give us a rundown. Leave a, leave us some on Insta, on our Instagram stories, on our Twitter, or on our Facebook. Yeah. We are at Comic Box Rumble all over that. Shit. We also need suggestions for future episodes as well. Yeah, for stuff like we. Because we need to do the blind episode as well, don't we? 
Yeah, we haven't done that. So, if people don't know, is we're going to pick a topic at random on the start of recording and do it off the cuff. Just freestyle. Well, discuss to, it or do a report. Have to fill no, do a report. Have to fill just talk 15, 15 minutes about something. If you don't penalise. Yes. That's, that's going to be good. Uh, yeah, so find us on Facebook, find us on Instagram, find us on Twitter at Comic Box Rumble. If you want to send us an end, a lengthy email, we are comicboxrumble at gmail.com. Don't forget to share, like, and share the Facebook for a chance to win. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. We are getting on a Millennium Falcon spaceship with loads of robots, and we're going to head into outer space, but we will be back. For the season week. finale next we'll week. Be back next week for when the light will return. Along with the comic books rumble, boys. Thank you very much. Good night. That's just like, shh. The, the robot, the, the, the robots, the, the ship's just going away. We're going we're leaving us. Bye. No. No? Okay. No. Tom's just like.